0: Locked on Boston Bruins listeners have a bunch of questions about ideal first round opponent, playoff lineup, and more. And I'm going to answer them on today's episode. So let us get into it. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things Spoked be. Today is Wednesday, April 5th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com/slash Locked On today to get started. I put out a call for some mailbag questions on Twitter this morning. Got a bunch of great ones, and I'm excited to work my way through them this morning. A lot of them revolve around. Playoffs, wild card situation, first round opponents, and what the lineup could look like. Now, before we get into all that, a quick reminder that you can find the podcast on Locked On, sorry, Instagram and Twitter at Locked Bruins. You can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. All right, let's get into some of these mailbag questions, shall we? We'll begin with ones that pertain to the wildcard situation. Uh, Parker Smith at BP Smith 9191 asks, between the Islanders, Panthers, Penguins, and Sabres, who would you most and least prefer to face in the first round? Also, do the Leafs actually make it to the second round this year? Similar question was asked by John Lombard at John Edwin 1989. What team do you think gets the last wildcard spot in the East? They had Panthers scare me. Well, there was a bit of a shakeup in the wildcard situation last night as the Panthers beat the Buffalo Sabres and the Pittsburgh Penguins lost to the New Jersey Devils. So at the moment, and this could change, you know, any night, Florida is in the first wild card spot. The New York Islanders are in the second wildcard spot, and the Pittsburgh Penguins are outside the playoff picture, one point behind both of those teams. They all have four games remaining on the schedule. Now the Buffalo Sabres are still kicking around. They took a big hit last night by losing to the Panthers. Had they won, be a really different situation, but they're 5 points back of the Penguins, 6 points back of the Islanders. They have 6 games remaining, but it's going to be really tough to make up that ground. So as it stands, the Bruins, if the playoffs started today, Boston Islanders in the first round with the Hurricanes getting their old Southeast division rivals in the Florida Panthers. Those two teams have almost identical records. Florida gets the advantage because they have um, more wins, I suppose, 40, 31, and seven Islanders at 39, 30, and nine, both. Five fifty-eight 58 58-point percentages, and both have plus 13 goal differentials. Now, I've kind of talked about this on the podcast before, but the team I would least prefer to play out of those three would probably be the Islanders. Now, the Islanders, A, have Ilya Sorokin in net. If anybody's going to challenge Linus Allmark for the Vesna Trophy, it's this guy. He's third in the NHL in save percentage at 923. He's faced over 300 more shots than Linus Allmark. Yes, he's allowed, uh you know, almost 50 more goals, but he's getting a ton more shots on him and 12 more starts than Allmark as well. The Islanders lean very heavily on him. Interestingly enough, he didn't start any of the three games the Islanders and Bruins played this season. They went with Semyon Varlamov instead. But he's one of the best goalies in the world. I always look to goaltending first, and um, he certainly scares me quite a bit. You have to go well down the list in order to get to Sergey Bobrovsky, who's at 901. Uh, Casey DeSmith at .905, Tristan Jari at 908. Huge gap between those goalies in Pittsburgh and Florida and uh, Ilya Sorokin. I don't want to, to face the Islanders. We know they've had recent success. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row. Uh, They beat the Bruins in the playoffs a couple years ago. Different coach at the helm right now. Uh, But it's really impressive that they are staying in the playoff race without Matt Barzell in the lineup. He's been injured for quite some time, much to the chagrin of me personally, because he's not on my fantasy squad at the moment. Anyways, all that aside, my order of preference would be Pittsburgh first, they just look not great at all right now. They've got a minus five goal differential. The three-headed monster in Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, just zero support, and Ron Hextall did nothing really to address that at the trade deadline, bringing Michael Granlin, who has not done very well, and their goaltending, incredibly vulnerable. The Panthers scare me, of course. They won the President's Trophy last year. Very different team, obviously, with Huberto, Weiger gone, Matthew Kachuk in. He could be in Hart Trophy consideration, the way he's kind of carrying the Panthers up into playoff contention. Um, they're 10-4-1 in their last 15 games. Coming in hot, Kachuk, superstar player could get under Boston skin. Um, again, their goaltending is a bit suspect. Um, and again, the Islanders, the team I would least like to play because of their defensive system and incomparable goaltending. Uh, now, Parker also asked, do the Leafs actually make it to the second round this year? I mean, such a toss-up. You would have thought they would have made it last year playing on home ice in Game 7 against Tampa Bay. I don't think they're as good this year as they were last year, per se. Um, wild Card and Ilya Samsonov. Again, I always default to goaltending. Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie traditionally over the last five years or so. Um, so I would probably pick Tampa Bay to come out of that once again, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if the Leafs do indeed finally break through this season. Going to answer some questions about the playoff lineup here in a moment. But first, a word about today's sponsor, Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team as well? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't need to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessment, and virtual interviews. Indeed knows when you're growing your business and you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash on to start hiring now. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. But if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring right now, let's move on to some more lineup centric questions. I got a bunch of these first from Michael O'Driscoll at Michael O D. How difficult will it be to figure out the fourth line if everyone's 100% in the playoffs? Um, another one, if the assumption is Bertuzzi is healthy and will play on the right wing, sorry, with Hall, Coyle and Burt. With Hall being healthy, I should say, do the Bruins rep him at right wing for a couple games before Hall returns? Another one from Sean underscore 1121. Do we see Hall and Felino before the playoffs? With everyone healthy, how do the lines shape up and who is the odd man out? This is something I've talked about as well before, but here is my look at the ultimate lineup for the Bruins if everyone is healthy, and yes, it will affect the fourth line more, more than others, because the first line, pretty much the second line as well, set in stone. You have Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, Jake DeBrusque, then Pavel Zaka, David Krejci, and David Pasternak. Now, Tyler Bertuzzi, I should add, has looked pretty well playing with David Pasternak as of late, so that is a a combo you could build around, maybe putting Bertuzzi on the second line, moving Zaka down. But those checkmates have been together for the bulk of the season and have been pretty effective. On the third line, Hall, Coyle, and Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi, yeah, it'd be nice to get him some reps on the right wing. He can and has played both sides in the past for Detroit. Um, if you are in fantasy, you see him listed as left wing and right wing. He can play all over the ice. Uh, so I don't know if he needs special situational deployment to get him ready for that. He's a pro and he can play wherever he's called upon. Now the fourth line, that's where things get a bit tricky. You brought Garnet Hathaway in. He has been... An ideal Bruin during his time with the club. Um, You have Trey Frederick, who's had a breakout season. Uh, Thomas Noshik down the middle. That's probably the fourth line at the moment. Um, Nick Foligno, probably the extra skater at this point. But you want him to be in there at points as well. Um, You want his leadership on and off the ice. And for me personally, I want to see him in the lineup uh, just because of how difficult things were for him last year and how important he's been to the team this season. But if you're going for optimal lineup, probably has to be Frederick, Noshik, and Hathaway on the fourth line. Jacob Lauco has played great as of late. He deserves a look. AJ Greer's come in and looked pretty good. Uh, but those guys are probably on the outs at the moment, along with Nick Felino. I said it the other day on Twitter. You probably can have five or six lines for the Bruins right now if you count guys like Oscar Steen, Lauco, Greer, Foligno. Um, but there's only so many spots, and that would be my ideal top. Uh, 12 at the moment on defense, McAvoy, Lindholm, Orlov for sure. Carlo, Grizzlick Clifton, and probably Forbort as the extra guy. There was a lot of talk earlier about how indispensable Forbort is to the penalty kill. Well, it's been pretty friggin' good over the last little while without him, um, Who knows if he'll be fully healthy, if his finger might be bothering him. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The defense playing outstanding right now. And like I mentioned the other day, Lindholm, Gryzlik leading the league in plus minus. Brandon Carlos up there as well. So there's no reason to take those guys out of the lineup. What else do we have here? Oh, this was a great question from Jordan. Uh, Fagan at Jordan Fagan, 27. If you could add one player from the 2011 team, who would you add? What a question that is. Obviously it will be hard to not pick Zidane O'Chara. He was the captain uh, still in his prime back then. It would be amazing to have him in the lineup at the moment, you know, 2011 version of Zidane Chara playing with, Charlie McAvoy on the top pair that would be pretty much um as good as it gets. Now, if you look back to the 2010-2011 Boston Bruins and I told you to name the top scorer that season, would you believe it was Milan Lucic? He was tied with David Krejci at 62 points that season, 30 goals. Thirty-two assists. Krejci had thirteen goals, forty-nine assists. Patrice Berger on a third with twenty-two goals, thirty-five assists. It would be cool to have a guy like Mark Recki on there to have his leadership. Uh you look at Andrew Ference, Johnny Boychuk on the back end, um Tim Thomas, of course. Although it's hard to argue with how Linus Olmark is playing right now. The easy answer is probably um, Chara. But you need that clutch scoring. I would bring back Nathan Horton to put him on uh, the second or third line, reunite him with David Krejci, uh, or put him down with Charlie Coyle. I think... He would come up so big. You remember how clutch he was against the Montreal Canadiens. The Bruins were down 0-2 after playing the first two games on home ice against Montreal that year, and they still managed to come back. Um, Obviously, he wasn't in the lineup when they did win, but he can bring some ice from TD Garden as well, wherever they go. Bring it along and pour it on the ice and uh, let him do his thing. I've really missed Nathan Horton, and I wish his time in Boston and his career could have come to a better ending. We'll touch on a couple more of these questions here in a moment, but first a quick word about the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On and the NBA. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from the money line to port scorers and threes drained. They even let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to Fanduel.com slash LockedOn. That's Fanduel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's finish with a couple more questions here. Uh, Caleb Fryers at Friars underscore Caleb do you think Lysel will get a call up this season? That, of course, would be Fabian Lysell, a highly touted first-round pick for the Bruins a couple of years ago who's had a very good first season as a pro down in Providence. 13 goals, 23 assists for 36 points in 48 games. We've seen over the past couple of seasons, the last game has especially been pretty AHL heavy. So I could see Lysel, Georgie Merkulov, Oscar Steen, a bunch of AHL guys getting the call for that final game in Montreal. And again, it could be one where they're challenging for the all-time wins record. How cool would it be to see some of these guys step in and clinch that for them? Vinny Lettieri. He was called up earlier. He could maybe get um, his first taste of action as a Bruin. After injuring himself prior to making his team debut, uh, Connor Carrick, Una Koppenin, Oscar Steen, Jack Ashon, Mark McLaughlin, even perhaps Chris Wagner and Mike Riley could come up and make an appearance. Um. I thought there was a question related to that as well. Um, Oh, yes. Here we have a question um, about Chris Wagner. And that question is, do you think Chris Wagner has luck on the open market in the NHL when his contract is up this summer? Is he going to, to make it back up in the show. That comes from MCT Urzakis. Now, Chris Wagner, uh, what's he done in the AHL this season? 16 goals, 10 assists for 26 points. We know last year he was called up and played for the Bruins in the playoffs. I don't think there's much room for him with Garnet Hathaway up there in the lineup, AJ Greer, JK Lauko, Oscar Steen probably playing ahead of him. Uh, if you go to Cat Friendly, you see that he will be a free agent this summer. He is only how old is is our boy Chris Wagner? cap Friendly giving me a little uh, virus uh, protection there. Anyways, yeah, I can see him being signed or coming in on a PTO. I did just see that he and his partner expecting a child. So maybe that changes his plans. Maybe he doesn't want to go across the country. Uh, But it would be nice if Chris Wagner were to get uh, some traction with an NHL team uh, next season. Finally, I got a question from Beth at Ever Wheat. She asked, do you have any good luck charmed, Pick out for the playoffs. Do you have any long-standing superstitions? I'm uh, not very superstitious. A little stitious, perhaps. I'll probably wear the same Bruins shirt, Bruins hat on game days. Back in 2011, I had a anti-anxiety chewing gum that I um, popped into my mouth during games uh, quite frequently. Um, got some fidget rings that I like to uh, fiddle with uh, as a good luck charm. Perhaps I will carry around uh, with this Grogu as well. He always reminds me to stay centered. Uh, other than that, perhaps I will pick, well, maybe Twisted Tea for Brad Martian, but a beverage of choice that I will roll with on each game just to keep things consistent, not shake things up too much. Uh, My friend Mayor chimed in and said he doesn't bathe for the entirety of the Bruins run, which is categorically false. I won't shave. Playoff beard will be in full effect, but I still do bathe. Uh, Thank you very much, Mayor. All right, that's it for today's episode. Some great questions. Again, we are rooting for the Penguins to get back into the playoff spot. Don't want to play the Islanders. Panthers, I'd be okay with, not too worried about them. Keep in mind, all of these teams are kind of crawling into the playoffs with four games remaining. The Bruins, far and away the better team, and it would just be a massive upset disappointment if the Bruins get beaten out in the first round. Like, I don't even know what I would do if that were to happen. Um, So let's not even think about it. Tomorrow, we will preview the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, bring you all the latest from practice here on Wednesday, and uh, keep you up to date on all things black and gold on the Locked On Boston Ruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.